1: UK Tech Weekly Podcast. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I I want to listen to the UK Tech (laughs) Weekly Podcast, the UK's premier audio breeze block, throwing together cheap audio housing every Friday. The UK Tech Weekly Podcast is an infotainment iron horse from the editors of PC Advisor. Tech World, Macworld UK and Computer World UK. You can find us on Acast, on SoundCloud, on iTunes and more. Every Friday we head to an audio dog show, running up and down audio ladders, chasing audio balls and leaping through audio hoops for audio biscuits in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed tech, to- tech chat on the hot tech topics of the past, past seven, seven days. days. Thank you, Chris. Don't forget, to subscribe, uh, reviewers and tell your friends. I'm Matt Egan, editorial director of IDG UK. And today I am delighted to be joined in conversation by the heavyweight world champion of podcasts, Chris Martin, consumer tech editor of PC Advisor. Hey, The gold medalist of the Audio Olympics, Christopher Manassian, staff writer of Macworld UK and PC Advisor. Hello. And the runner up of Miss Rural Worcestershire 1983, <laughs> David Price, acting editor of Macworld UK. I'm just glad to have taken part. This week we are talking MacBooks, pixels, and chips. Take a deep breath. Dee 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 <laughs> chris martin <laughs> one for the parents <laughs> google got a brand new phone what's the word brother
2: so as we uh, have talked about on a previous podcast pixel is uh google's new uh phone range although it has used the brand for other devices um and they go on sale today as we record yesterday as you listen if you're listening on the first day it comes out
3: Tell me about... <laughs> made, the, made
2: that really complicated.
1: <laughs> so it's coming out on Friday the 21st. Yeah. Tell me about Google's Pixel and why we should care.
2: Um, so it's the first time Google's kind of branded it as their own phone. So they've called oh, yeah. it Pixel. So it's phone not like a Nexus. by Google. Yeah. So the Nexus brand is gone, um, which was a range of devices made with partners. So Samsung, HTC, LG, Huawei, all made different Nexus devices for Google, um, and they were quite clear about that. They had those uh, companies' logos on the backs of the phones as well as the Nexus branding. Um, But this time around, it's Google's own phone, Um, but it is actually made by HTC. So um, it's not really Google's Google's phone. We've had confirmation that HTC does manufacture the phone uh, for Google.
4: How weird is so. it? Is it an element of the design then? Is it? Is it that Google themselves are involved in the design process?
2: Yeah, i I got an initial comment from HTC saying we're really happy to have been involved with the Pixel and like the process of you know creating it and stuff, which which didn't really say a whole lot. And then they did confirm to me later that they do make the phone. So,
1: but it's interesting because um, it's probably a bit of an inside baseball thing, but it it's interesting because when those Nexus devices came out. Like Asus used to, like, speak to us and say, "Hey, have you seen the Asus Nexus?" And Google'd be like, "No, no, it's just the Nexus, but it really is fully branded as Google." Yeah, it
2: has got a big G, like the Google G on the back, right, and doesn't mention anything about HTC. So anywhere. presumably,
1: they're taking all the risks, so they have probably paid HTC to make it for them, and then yeah, they're selling it into market.
2: I think so, yeah. And they've like there's TV there's TV adverts. The Metro this morning had a one of those full cover things which literally the front was just a G. Right. And then inside it talked about the phone. But it was quite Apple-esque, actually. It was like, you know, so simplistic with just the logo in the middle of the page. It reminded
4: me of Apple. A few things about this remind one of Apple. Yes. Um, Which I could be facetious about the design, but the the whole selling point for me is that if the same company makes the software and hardware, then you get a more integrated experience. And that's always been something that Apple alone can boast of, Sounds a bit like Trump, doesn't it? Only only I can solve it. <laughs> um, uh, but that could end, couldn't it? Because Google makes Android and Google yeah. sort of is making the phone. But that's but, why it's uh, important to know if it's HTC or Google that designed it. But then
1: with Android anyway, the version of Android that's on each phone has been coded by the phone manufacturer. I Yeah,
2: I think that whole thing's a little bit blown out of proportion. Yeah. Like, the chips are designed to run Android um, and... Like, more and more partners are using stock Android, so they're not going with these whole big skins and... I can't think of an Android phone I've used
1: in the past... You've used more than me, but in the past three years where I've thought, you know, the software wasn't right. Yeah, and
2: Android's got... Basically, Android's got to a point where nobody they don't need... They don't feel the need to, to change it much. So I don't think that's as big as a... Issue, then it or the it might be. be,
1: but it might be reassuring to, but it is, people yeah, they are selling it David's on that. huge levels yeah, of ignorance. That is sparrows, one of the right? things they're selling it
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> and the new, like, it is, it's a bit like the Nexus ones, it comes with the latest version and it'll get it quicker than right. So it's going to get phones. upgraded, yeah. yeah I mean, it's on 7.1 Nougat, and it's the
4: only one that's got Google Assistant, it, isn't
2: it? Yeah, so it's built in as such, in inverted commas, uh, which means that you can long press the home button to launch it a bit like you would launch Siri on Apple devices You have to
4: translate everything into what it would be like on an iPhone. Just
2: comparing, just giving context Um, but you know, it will be available as an app for other Android phones at some point so it's not like you have to buy the Pixel to get Google Assistant and Google Assistant is just Google really and a new way of interacting with it in a more conversational kind of uh, chatbot style
1: with the Nexus devices, certainly at the time they first came out, the Nexus Seven, the the what was the first phone, the Nexus Four?
2: Uh, no, it was, no, uh, there was the Google. It Nexus, was actually the it was actually the Nexus One, yeah, built by HTC.
1: But the one that really kicked off was the, the Nexus 4.
2: Four was LG, right. um, and that was pretty popular, yeah.
1: And they were they were kind of there because reading between the lines, it felt like Google was frustrated with the OEM manufacturers not. Um, making sufficiently good phones and mucking about with the software and stuff like that, so they they kind of made these phones to say, "Look what you can do." Yeah. To reassure the public a little bit, and then as soon as the market matured, they've kind of backed off a little bit. What's the deal here? Why is Google
2: doing this? It's a bit unclear, really. I was like, they never really said what the Nexus range was all about and mm. what it was for, but it was. But it felt fun- like a
1: lost leader to get. Yeah. It felt normal like normal people onto Android. Yeah,
2: and it was a great way of offering people phones about half the price of the iPhone, yeah. which were um, like similar, like they were decent rivals despite Nexus the price. Was brilliant for yeah. the price, it was just
1: outrageous. Yeah,
2: and they continued that. They did get a bit more expensive over the years, um, but now it seems that they just want to be a bit more like Apple with the whole "We're Google. This is this is our hardware and software." Like David said, I think.
1: We'll and the price has gone up too. I was going to say, it's exactly, yeah, it, it is exactly, exactly the, same the same as the, as the iPhone, iPhone 7. Yeah. That's mental. Yeah, at which
2: time. is kind of, yeah, it's a bit of a sticking point, especially when these phones aren't waterproof. Um.
1: Yeah, well, and you can uh, get a Samsung or, you yeah, can get,
2: you know. Who you
4: wants a Samsung now, though? Me. We both. <laughs> well, I know, yeah. but you, you know. Who, who other than outside the tech bubble, wants a Samsung now? I think, I, I I think I Samsung's explode, right don't they?
2: Yeah, I think it's just one thing.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah, right.
1: I think they've got such a, I think they have enough recognition with people who know stuff and they're just, I mean, basically, the only people who are going to buy them are people who go and buy an absolute premium phone. Oh, it's not true, is it? Because you've got the Galaxy Ace and things like that as well. Basically, if you're in car phone warehouse and you're looking at the phone, There's going
2: to be loads of Samsung. Yeah. And you can, and you know. I think only the people that actually had exploding ones are going to be put off Samsung for life. Really? I think so.
4: I think it's hard to say at this point. It I mean, is. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's I, just an I, I agree that, yeah, maybe they'll get past it. But it's it's been like the double whammy, is that you had the initial, oh my God, these phones explode, we're going to have to recall them. And then, and then oh, we now we don't know why they explode, and we're going to have to recall the entire line. Yeah. But then, we talked about
1: this a bit last week, but they've also done the thing that politicians never do, which is, all right, we don't really know what's going on, but we're going to take the hit now. They basically resigned early yeah. in the hope of getting back in the next parliament because, all right, it's going to cost them whatever three billion dollars. Someone said the other day, it's a lot of money. They can afford it, and it means this story dies quicker.
4: Except, I'm hearing a lot of stuff about people who aren't getting money back for yeah. things like their homes being burnt down. Their, you know, their nightstand or whatever yeah. getting burnt by their phone, and yeah. them, Samsung are not. Oh no, they, ne- they clearly and, need to sort that out. And so, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but it, it's 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 got outside the tech bubble, and people I know who are normal civilians. You don't know anyone who's normal, uh, <laughs> semi-normal. Um, they they you know they talk about Samsung phones explode, and yeah. they it don't is, and yeah. clearly they don't. It I made mean, the national global yeah. news. So, yeah. yeah. Chris Martin was on talk radio talking about it. I I, I didn't listen to that, actually, but
5: <laughs> that I,
2: I don't mind. It's fine.
5: Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Just on that note of the Pixel, like what where people would buy them all yeah that's what them. i was the the thing is i feel that because of their price they've kind of shot themselves in the foot and i think i remember david and i were speaking about this in a previous podcast that just due to the price it causes a lot of people to question oh should i actually buy the google phone it's not like it's a bad phone from what i've seen um but i think the same they're brilliant time, phones.
4: yeah i think they're absolutely brilliant especially the camera yeah, exactly, I mean, which is something they were
5: boasting as well. They were saying yeah. this is the best camera rated yeah. by... But I think you're right, because
4: who's going to buy it? It, yeah. it has to be
1: someone who's in the market for a flagship who then decides to get the Google. It's exactly. not like it's going to be mass market.
5: Um, and the thing is, I've... A few tech friends have all said to me that there's something I was going to buy, but then looking at it, I don't think I'm going to jump ship to the Google phone. I'll stay on my iPhone, for example, because I like the i you know iOS yeah. platform. I mean, that's a whole different debate, but it still goes back to the thing that if it was like nexus price as, as of what we remember of nexus price let's say it was 200 quid cheaper i think a lot more people including techies or non-techies well, be that, like. that's what happened it,
1: it became nexus 4 became the phone that we just recommended to people because it's yeah. like yeah buy outright for 150 quid it yeah. was just yeah. it was,
2: it's it's and, every, every new one was just like well this is the best value yeah. phone available well this is the best value phone available
1: okay. But that's not where we are with the, with the picks. No,
2: not at all. And it's it's difficult to recommend it when, you know, the S7 mm. or other Android phones that have been out for like six months have dropped massively in price, mm. as they always do. And it's and it's always except the iPhone. It's a case of don't buy a phone that's just come out because mm. it's really expensive. And then you've got phones like the OnePlus Three, which are which are three hundred twenty nine pound. Yeah. Regardless of whether the prices dropped, in fact, that went up, but. It, that yeah. was Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other yeah. conversation. Yeah. So,
1: um, where can one buy the Google Pixel? Is it you just can, direct from Google?
2: You can get it from the Google Store um, online. Some models are sold out at the moment. I checked this morning, um, but you know they're probably not making a huge amount available, yeah. so that it does that. Throttle's um, and you can also get it from EE and Carphone Warehouse.
1: Okay. And just quickly, what what are the specs? Why should we care?
2: Uh so the bigger models, the one we've had in for review, that's five and a half inch quad H D, uh using the new Snapdragon eight two one processor, three gigab- no four gigabytes of RAM, thirty two or one hundred and twenty eight gigabytes of storage, but no micro S D card slot, which is wow. also another Apple esque thing, which is really bizarre considering most of the Android market has expandable yeah. storage. And, and that's and thirty two and one two eight. Yeah. With a hundred pound extra if you want the bigger one. Which, which again
4: is like Apple. Where's the sixty-four, lads? Yeah,
2: um, but well, you do Apple, get. Apple
4: always have a gap in the middle. They go 32, 128, yeah. and then they also have two fifty-six, which they haven't got. Yeah, before. so
2: it doesn't go up to that, but you do get full resolution backup on Google Photos. Right. Um, unlimited backup for anything taken on the Pixel, photo or video. Okay. So that kind of alleviates a lot of the storage worries, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it has got this smart feature where it will delete older ones automatically to keep the space. Uh, that is quite cool. Available.
1: That's what you want.
2: Um, the the camera is 12.3 megapixels um, I think it's an f2 aperture, it's basically the same camera that was in the Nexus 6P which is also a bit of a sticking point because mm. that's still available and a lot cheaper and it's not that different um, Yeah, and but, then,
4: the, but the camera testers are saying it's a much better camera Yeah, three than points, points other. better but I don't, like no, Most but people not, aren't going to notice that but It's difference. not down to the megapixels, it's about the size of the sensor no, as the rest in three of
2: points on DXO their mark
4: yeah, but they're. Is, all, I mean, all the phones are clustered around that price. Oh yeah,
2: that's what I mean. There's no, yeah, I, you know, I most you mean. people won't notice the difference. Yeah, they're just going to take photos, put them on Facebook. Like they probably won't even edit them. It's so, f-
4: idiots. But for, yeah. if you're somebody <laughs> like that, then you just get, like you said, the OnePlus Three or something. You exactly, don't, don't it's got a perfectly
2: like decent that. camera. Yeah. Exact yeah. like matching build quality, decent screen, same size.
4: Is brand trust an issue at this point as well? Because I don't think most people think of Google as a phone company, even though it makes Android. There's no sort of history there of. I think people I feel feel
1: that Google is sort of cool, though, don't they? Weirdly, given its anti-competitive practices, but um, you know, like mm. like they make films like Interns and stuff. There is that idea of it'd be great to work at Google, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know I guess it, it
2: perhaps there's from a consumer point of view. It's hard to put myself in a normal consumer's shoes, but perhaps it's a little <laughs> bit like don't do that. Being... <laughs> Give my shoes back. <laughs> Perhaps it's a bit like there being tons of Windows devices out there from Acer, yeah, exactly like look, but then the surface is oh it's well, it's from Microsoft, so yeah. in your head, you must be thinking, well, it's got to be better
1: well, it, even if not better, it's a guarantee of certain quality, isn't yeah, it? which is the case with the surface. It's like there are similar models you can get from um other manufacturers, but you know what you're getting from. Um, microsoft is going to be quality just before we wrap up on this you've seen another phone this
2: week yeah which i'm actually more excited about than the pixel which is made by kodak whoa so this is kodak's i don't think it's their first ever phone because they've launched i think they've launched phones um around the globe but just not really in the uk but this is called the Ektra, which is the same name as a camera they made back in 1941 so they're kind of rebirthing this classic camera in the form of a phone um and it's obviously made for photographers so it's got like a bit of a a lumia 1020 slash samsung galaxy zoom type design right where there's like a bit of a bulge towards the bottom for like holding it a bit like a camera
1: (laughs) well it's also so you can show people that you've got a special camera phone
2: Uh, it's got that kind of leather style finish that you get on cameras and like an industrial design and a big old fat lens sticking out the back. Although, it's debatable how much the big sticky out lens is any different to a normal phone.
4: You don't want <laughs> a lens to stick out the back, do you? If it's if it's a phone. Right? But it's
2: the same as well, it's more sometimes people camera.
1: get like micro four first cameras and stuff like that, and they're not necessarily any better than a old school compact, but they look photography. Mm, who
5: knows? Maybe it is a good camera. Have we tested it?
2: Only I had a quick play at the launch event, so I can't really comment because I'm yeah. looking. I think at you the, anyway. I'm looking at the photos <laughs> that I took only on the phone, you know, screen, which is just a five-inch yeah. full HD screen. It's really hard to gauge really, the so. quality, but it seems like it's got it's got potential. But, but it's,
1: it, it's clad but in leather. It's got a bulge yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> a big old sticky out lens. Yeah, that's all we need. So we and it is a mind.
2: lot cheap. It's um, it's <laughs> bucket for, list. It's coming out in December and it'll be four hundred and forty nine pounds. So okay. talking about the price of the Pixel, yeah. this is like oh it's actually like really cheap. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so And it
1: and it will have some kind of brand recognition, so
4: Yeah. But really sort of fake brand recognition, isn't it? Because Kodak brand bought out and it's not the same company at all as it used to be. No. I don't know anyway. Yeah. Well, on that bombshell,
1: let's quickly <laughs> go around the room. Uh, Pixel Perfect or Pix Might Fly. Uh David Price.
4: Uh uh, pick, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Pix might fly. There you go. Christopher Manassians. Pix might fly. Chris Marson.
2: I'm stuck in the pixel. Like, <laughs> stuck in the middle. I don't know. Didn't quite work.
1: It worked better than anything else. Uh, excellent. Okay, well, we'll take a very short break and we'll be back shortly to talk Apple. Huff the Mac Chick Jack lived by the sea. If you say bluff? something, something, something. <laughs> <laughs> David Price, after some years, we're getting new MacBooks.
4: Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um, we've got invitations. I say we. I haven't. (laughs) I'm not bitter about it. They've sent invitations to a launch event uh, at Cupertino on the 27th of October, which is next uh, Thursday. Next Thursday, yeah. Uh, And as as Apple's uh, want, they haven't said what we should expect. But the uh, there are some clues. Uh, The invitation says hello again, which is partly because they had an event only last month for the iPhone, but it's probably a reference to the Mac. When the first Macintosh was launched, the advert had a little hello on the screen, and when yep. it was unveiled, it, it did voice recognition and said, hello, I'm the Macintosh. So we think that means uh, Mac's incoming, which we've been waiting for for ages. Um, the MacBook Pro, look at my notes, last updated in uh, May of 2015. Wow. So that is Quite long, a long, long overdue. Yeah. Um, as I think I've... Talked in a previous pod um, that the MacBook Pro has been delayed for such a long point now that it's actually impacting Apple's um, bottom line because people are refusing to buy yeah, the MacBook Pros. They're waiting. Because they assume that there must be a new one coming along. And you get to that point where expectation actually starts to damage the company because everybody's thinking, well.
0: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Every time, and it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com/tapiphone.
5: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
0: Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right?
4: Anything. So we're expecting MacBooks Pro? <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, yes. So, um, I mean, I think all six of the Macs are potentially up in the air. They, they could do a full refresh. It's right. possible. Um, MacBook Pro is the most likely. Uh, iMac, I think, is, um, is, is probably going to happen. Could be a new Mac Pro. Mac Pro last updated in 2013. Yeah, that's been a while. Um, so we're expecting that. Uh, one, I'm, there's a limit to how much I'm allowed to say on this, but um, apparently a source close to Apple has said to us, uh, a very reliable source close to Apple has said to one of our colleagues that there will definitely be a new, new Mac Pro uh, in either October or November. It so, wouldn't be unusual um, for them to do that separate to the rest of the Mac line, would they it? They could. Do, I mean, they might just do it um,
2: quietly.
1: Yeah. Just send out press release. Last time it was, it was just an Apple Store yeah. job, wasn't it?
2: It might just be
4: like a one slide jobby yeah.
2: in the keynote.
4: I love a one slide jobby. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um
4: uh, what else is it? A oh, Mac mini could be a Mac mini. Um it's also possible there could be iPads because it's been um a little while. The Mac um, the iPad mini 4 is a year old. And we're probably down to like only about 30 or 40 different kinds of, uh, of uh, iPad now, right? Yeah. So. you are having to go <laughs> at Apple for that. That was a one we slide were, jobby the we iPad just... mini 4. I Well, yeah, but you probably shouldn't have been. I mean, the the iPad Mini 3, that was a one-slide jobby. That was nothing. That was like the MacBook Air. Yeah. That was a real one-slide jobby. I'm going to stop saying that. I think we found our podcast title. (laughs) We really have. So, yeah, what do we expect from the MacBook Pro? Um, It's going to be an exciting one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it makes sense that they would have delayed it this long because something big is coming. Uh, We think... um, a lot of people think there's going to be a a, a touch bar along the top of the keyboard, okay. which will so it'll be touch sensitive and um, it will change. Be kind of like a little screen. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like a really long thin screen yeah. that you you tap um, and it will change the little icons on it depending on what you want to have as your sort of function bar type of thing, and it can change depending on the application you're using. Some people think that they're actually going to do something similar to that for the entire keyboard, that they'll have e-ink. Yeah, um, ridiculous. In, but yeah, that yeah. is ridiculous. That's not going to come out until like 2018, <laughs> if at all. Um, but we have to report the... Touch screens? No, I don't think so. I, I've not heard significant uh, mm-hmm. talk on that, except in the way that you always go, well, maybe it could. But
2: I'd be surprised considering how many different gestures there are on the touch, on the trackpad yeah, and no, stuff. Exactly. You don't really need...
4: Yeah, it would be strange that they would have gone all in on the um, Force Touch trackpad and then to go... And then you're kind of saying,
2: oh, you don't really need an iPad, in a way.
4: (laughs) Well, yeah, that is true.
5: What would be interesting is Touch ID. Yeah. If
4: they'll integrate that within the trackpad.
3: Yeah, because...
4: Well, yeah, it's it's possible. Uh, Because having done... um, added Apple Pay to Mac OS Sierra last month, uh, well, back in the summer, really, then uh, we are in the position where you can use Apple Pay through your Mac, but then you have to have an iPhone at the same time to could use its fingerprint scanner. So having a fingerprint scanner on the Mac would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the downside, uh, you remember the 12-inch MacBook last year, 2015? The one that's just um, the MacBook? Yeah, just called MacBook. MacBook. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have... USB ports in the usual, it doesn't have USB-A ports, it just has one USB-C port, and it doesn't have MagSafe either, so we think maybe the MacBook Pro is going to have no MagSafe power supply. And no full-size
2: USB. No full-size USB. That would be ridiculous.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I know. But it was ridiculous when they did that with the MacBook. Yeah, but think
2: about the MacBook Pro user, they always use... I know. multiple USB ports at the same time, let alone not having any.
4: I agree with you. You're preaching to the converted. Yeah. I don't think they should do it, but um, it's what we're hearing from a it's lot of a people. Classic Apple to do is isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they. I think they're going to have multiple USB-C. I mean, I've, I've seen leaks that show four USB-C ports, yeah. um, and <clears throat> and you know, just like with the, um, the headphones thing with the iPhone Seven, as soon as it comes out, if this is right, then all the accessory makers are going to leap into line and start churning out USB-C accessories in a way that they weren't motivated to do before
1: and apple does have a lot of courage (laughs) 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 it's
4: a a cheap cheap shot (laughs) it's a cheap shot yeah um thing is
2: even if if they do do it it'll it'll kind of be fine annoyingly (laughs) like people will still buy them and then they will just buy the little adapters it really grinds
4: your gears apple makes money doesn't it it's just less convenient well yeah I know. It's do not
2: it. so much the money. It's just like forcing people to their way of doing
4: things, <laughs> giving them no choice. Choice, choice is overrated, Chris. <laughs> you don't want that choice.
5: Interestingly enough, do so you think there'll be a headphone jack?
4: It might. There might not. That would have... really.
5: Do you not just have a lightning port? They could do that on a laptop. Well, not on a, on a lightning port. It's so they could small, know. though.
4: or yeah, well, they said that about the iPhone. If it's know. got <laughs>
2: USB-C, yeah. there's room for.
4: But it was <laughs> never a question of room on the because no, on the iPhone Seven, it's, it's not no significantly thinner. You know. It'd Be awesome if they trolled
1: everyone and put like a phono port in there. <laughs> <laughs> the big old H's headphones. Use really
2: old banana s- yeah. style connectors. Yeah. Exactly. You can connect
4: banana style connectors.
2: Yeah, yeah. old speaker connectors. I
4: like it. Single it banana, too, too, single yeah? slide jobby. I'm not too, too young for you. <laughs> single slide jobby. Yeah, uh, if there's new iMacs, also they could get Cable Lake. In fact, MacBook Pro could also get Cable Lake. And I'm sort of hoping that I can um... Cable a being the, the Cable Lake
1: being the processor. Right. Yes,
4: it's the it's the new generation of Intel processors. Oh, I'm right. sort of hoping that Christopher can uh, right. yeah. uh, can and start wheeling in and telling me all about the numbers and the processors and the uh, mechanics of that stuff. Uh, but KB Lake will allow you to have Thunderbolt three for one thing, and we think they're going to get rid of Thunderbolt two and replace it with Thunderbolt three. So all the ports, all the ports changing, all the ports are up for grabs. So you know, if there's a port you love, exciting times. Worry. I just
2: realised. The, the Microsoft event is the day before. The this. day yeah. before. Yeah, this is hilarious. The twenty sixth of October. And they're possibly announcing like an iMac. Right.
4: Yeah, uh, yes, what Surface. Yes, Surface. Surface. Yeah. All yeah. in one. Which would be hilarious if they come out and they get uh, Brian Roper to do his little product demonstration yeah. with the Surface PC, and then the next day Apple steamrolls them with UI iMac.
1: one that's made of like. One sheet of glass, yeah. or just a cloud of steel, <laughs> And there's there's Microsoft really excited with its uh, Microsoft yeah. will make a nice Surface Olivine PC,
4: but Apple will make a much more desirable iMac. Why is it That's with um, with work. software companies making hardware at the moment? Why can't they all just only... leave, leave it to the uh, OEMs? What's wrong? With that? Well, the OEM model
1: is just a bit crap, isn't it? You can't control what the product is. Yeah, um, it's you
4: control. It's all about control, Chris. It's good. Ward Gardens Ward Gardens F-T-W So um, we should be excited about this presumably I'm excited Are you excited? Well I don't know It's been so long I feel like it's been built up too much now Okay. So I'll probably end up disappointed and sad and tired (laughs)
3: Christmas (laughs) all all over again (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right
1: on that (laughs) Let's go around the room Uh, Mac Beauty or Under (laughs) a Mac Cloud (laughs) Oh, go on there, Mac Beauty. Christopher Manassian's... Is it Mac Cloud? Under a Mac Cloud. Like a black cloud. Under a Mac Cloud. Cloud. Uh, Chris Martin?
2: I'm stuck in the Mac middle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One time, you'll do it properly. Good. All right. We'll be back in a second to talk about chips. How do you like your GTX in the morning? I like mine with a smile. Christopher Manassian's NVIDIA
5: has reason to smile. Why? Well, NVIDIA recently announced the new graphics cards, the GTX 1050 and the GTX 1050 Ti. Now, these are two budget graphics cards, and when I say budget, that means they are £115 and £139, so respectively. So that, that's
1: budget for gamers, really, for people who are serious gamers. PC gamers. Well,
5: even then, um, I remember we uh, discussed in a previous uh, podcast of the AMD RX 460, which is its direct competitor, Yeah, and... We remember. I remember speaking about like VR and speaking about how affordable a graphics card like this can be for just your, just your average uh, average Joe. Shall I say the, the the guy that just wants to or the or the girl that wants to just pick up a um, a PC and play for it at under say four hundred pounds. Right. They can do so with this graphics card because it's so. Because
1: that's probably going to be the most expensive component as long as yeah. it's got a reasonable uh, Intel system on a chip exactly.
5: processor. Yeah. Exactly. So, the the reason why it's um, exciting, I would say, for gamers is because it's affordable. Um, in my opinion, it's truly affordable at you know, under 140 quid. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you can play, well, according to NVIDIA's benchmarks, um, easily at 60 frames per second, which is the okay. gold standard for... Uh, well, you'd be PC hard gaming. pushed to
1: get that with like the best smartphone games. So you know yeah. that's that's. Um, I realise that's not quite the same thing <laughs> yeah. as doing hardcore PC gaming, but I'm just saying from an experiential point of view, <laughs> everyone gets excited when you get 60 FPS on
5: a on a, a smartphone. So you know it's obviously a decent minimum. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's got a lot of people excited, and what's quite interesting is, well, at least for me, I think it's quite interesting at the time they've released it, right? And the reason I say this is because. It's the last, in my opinion, I think, it's the last graphics card that they're going to release this year. It's pretty safe to assume that. And until next year, I wonder if they're actually going to release it in the opposite order. The reason I say this is because we had the GTX 1080, 1070, which were really expensive graphics cards. Okay, and then they've gone down to budget. Then they've gone down to budget. But I think they've realized that a lot of people are starting with the budget price because they don't want to spend so much money and not everyone has 450 and also that's kind of the point i was making
1: like when when your smartphone gaming can go up to 60 fps actually that that as a minimum is fine for you know I, i know there will always be people who want ultimate numbers but in terms of getting a great pc gaming experience you don't need to spend thousands of pounds now exactly and so that's kind of where the market's going to shift isn't it
5: absolutely that and that's why that's why it's quite interesting to see it released now but it's good that nvidia have actually released it because it was the missing i would say the product line that was missing in the gtx 10 so where is where is the
1: market now when we're in in terms of nvidia versus amd
5: so that's it's an interesting debate i remember um, in, in our, shall I say, AMD podcast with the RX 460, I felt that NVIDIA are still pulling ahead, uh, but AMD have a good market share in the budget. Line. Right. When we look at um, Steam users, um, Steam obviously being a game platform for many, uh, you can see what hardware these uh, people are using, and um, AMD had a good market share for the, so the budget line. So Steam actually shows you
1: what what chips people are using? Yeah, if you
5: share the information with them, wow. Um, and there's, I want to say millions, which actually have have done it. But yeah. um, it just quickly scans your hardware and then just shares it um, online. is interesting. Which is interesting because it allows companies even to use it in, in yeah in marketing, but also just to see as a comparison for your average user or even your sort of, yeah you know, hardcore gamer what are people using and should I actually trust buying this card over this one? Yeah. And they look at what's the, does it make a difference
1: when they're writing games code, which, which platform you're on? I mean, I presume there are standards.
5: It does. Actually, my, my friend's a web developer and he actually needs to use an NVIDIA card for CUDA cores because it, it, it renders better with code. Um, now it's not to say that one card isn't compatible with the other, but if one is better than the other, then it makes it more accessible. Um, so yeah, that does make a difference in terms of gaming and in terms of developing, especially the fact that AMD got rid of Mantle, which was the, um, I want to say, the API behind certain games, um, and it got rid of it because DirectX, which is built into Microsoft, yeah. just did so well. Yeah, completely. Um, so That's that, a true standard, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it, it's just interesting to see how this will shape the future of, of AMD more than anything, and the debate of AMD versus NVIDIA, I honestly think that AMD is going to be slowly pushed out of the market. Um, and I see it's sad to see because then you just see a monopoly um, in the market of NVIDIA cards. So what about VR as so a GTX 1050? They haven't said anything about VR with a GTX 1050. Okay. Um, and the reason behind that is because just like the RX 460, it's not... Um, powerful enough to right. really give you a VR experience.
1: So this is where it gets interesting, I think, because to your point about um, budget and affordability, we're now entering a world in which PlayStation VR is out there yep. and you can get that, okay, that's you know it's whatever it is, 350 quid on top of your PlayStation cost. Yep. But, you know, if you're then comparing and contrasting that with Oculus or HTC using a PC... Yep then it starts to, you know, if these things are going to become mass market, is I suppose my question is, is this another challenge to PC gaming from console gaming? And even if one company, you're saying NVIDIA, ends up dominating the PC gaming market, Mm -hmm. could that end up being a bit of a pyrrhic victory if if the consoles
5: sort of catch up and and take over? Well, I think it really depends on the manufacturers like HDC because if you think about it, if you're a PC gamer who wants to get into VR, you have to shell out, I think it's over 400 plus quid for the, for the actual headset let alone your PC. So if you're shelling out that much just for VR, then I'm sure you'd be spending more than 130, 140 quid on a graphics card. You'd be spending 400 pounds on a graphics card, not only because you want a better VR experience, but because you know that your other graphics cards just won't be capable of, of outputting that. So, um, it is. It does pose a question, but again, like the uh, PlayStation, um, it, it's that extra cost. Yeah. And if someone's spending that extra extra amount of money, yeah. Sure if you're going to buy
1: investing. the the HTC Vive or whatever, you probably are going to spend more on your graphics card. Exactly.
5: Exactly. But it does it it does beg the question. A lot of VR is getting into. You've got AR even. Um, I think one of our colleagues Neil is looking at the Hololens, um, which is quite intriguing if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, for Microsoft platforms. Let's see. Let's see where the future is shaped, and obviously it all depends on developers at the end of the day, developers yep. of the games if Content. they don't make it
4: Content's king, that. isn't it, Dave? Uh, yes, as long <laughs> as it's got good SEO. Sure. Uh, I have a question. It might yes. be a stupid question. but Go ahead. I don't know. Um, let's say you have one of these budget graphics cards, and I have one of the ones that cost much more money, yeah. which I don't know the names of. Um, and we're playing uh, a competitive shooting game such Ooh, as Soldier, Soldier of Fortune like or a more up-to-date reference. <laughs> uh, how how much of an advantage would I have with my high-powered graphics card? See, that's a fantastic question. It's something that I've always... It is, <laughs> it is, you know, I'm sorry.
5: It is actually fantastic it's actually a because, <laughs> um, because it's something that I, I remember when I was moving from console to PC. It's yeah. something I mentioned in the PC forums and people just were like, no, 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 it's not true. If you've got better equipment, naturally you're gonna have a better you're gonna be better at the game. Not not better at the game, but you're gonna be you have more advantage on the battlefield. So let's take Counter Strike, as a game I play every day, yeah. super competitive. If I'm hitting three hundred frames per second on a better graphics card versus you hitting sixty frames per second, right. I'm gonna see you faster on my screen. You've got two hundred and forty extra frames every yeah. second. Yeah.
1: But isn't it also a little bit like, you know, uh, smart drugs cheats in athletics? Don't don't you know? Pump themselves full of loopy juice <laughs> just before the race. They do it when they're training in the winter, and then they feel the benefit of it. And if you're playing a game that's slicker and faster anyway, presumably you get better at that game than yeah. the guy who's chugging along at sixty frames, sixty paltry frames a second.
5: Yeah, you you will get better, and I've I've noticed it myself. Like when I was gaming on a lower end PC versus a more higher end PC, I noticed my performance was different, and that applies. For everything though in a PC, so your monitor makes a difference. Yeah, your your keyboard yeah, refresh rate must yeah. be critical, though, I thought. Exactly, your mouse, your keyboard, even your sound. If your headset doesn't pick up surround sound properly, and I'm not saying that you need DTS or Dolby, but if you don't pick up the sound, the footsteps coming from behind you, and the other guy does, he has the advantage of knowing where to look. And you've got to get into
4: competitive gaming. That sounds amazing.
5: So it is. It's very like that's the thing that sounds stressful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> many good
4: things are stressful. I suppose so.
1: Yeah. yeah. Interesting times. Okay, let's uh, let's close that one off by going around the room. I don't really know what I meant by this. I'm just looking at my script. Um, GTX Express, which I think is like an S Express. Yeah, thing, that's a good reference. Uh, versus Television GTX, which I think is a Television X uh, porn channel for, uh, reference. <laughs>
4: well, they're both good things.
1: Well, yeah, I don't think they are. I think the latter <laughs> is generally considered bad. Oh, I mean, yes, of course it is. Father or daughter? Uh, so, uh, David Price, um, GTS Express, good, versus Television GTX, bad. I don't feel qualified to say. So <laughs> well, I'm going to say, stuck in the GTX middle. <laughs> <laughs> stolen Chris's line. Christopher Nassians, you are qualified to say. GTX Express. And Chris Martin.
2: GTX Express.
1: Wonderful. Thank you all for uh, your contributions, even though... Not once did we get everyone to make a decision on any <laughs> of the binary decisions. And thank you, listener, for listening to this edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Wick Weekly Podcast. And Do get in touch to let us know your thoughts and opinions and to shake us down for cash. Uh, you can tweet us at UK Tech Podcast or email editor at idg.co.uk. We will be back next week with more informed and uninformed opinion on the hottest topics in tech. So presumably next week we'll know all about Apple's announcement. Yeah, that'll be the big one. Exciting times.
2: Apple special.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you find us on Acast, iTunes, SoundClouds, and all those other noisy places. Uh, until then, until next week, say goodbye, team. Goodbye, Bye. team.